Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, July 17th. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karczewski, joined by my other host, Truman Karczewski. How's it going, guys? And we're welcomed back in studio today by our cousin, Spencer Ackerman. Thanks for having me. Uh, he came back in, uh, wanted to get a little bit of a redo, had a little bit of an awkward time on the last show, but uh, we're going to get him back in here and see how he does. So we're going to start with baseball. Not a, lot of, not a lot going on right now in sports, but we did have the Home Run Derby last night. We're on the All-Star break. Uh, it was a pretty, I'd say pretty boring derby. I mean, not a lot. Not a lot of big names except for Bryce Harper, who ended up winning. Uh, it was kind of exciting towards the end. You know, Bryce Harper hit about nine straight home runs to beat Schwarbler in the... Schwarbler. Sh- what is it? Schwarbler. Schwarbler in the uh, finals. So that was pretty cool. But other than that, I mean... It wasn't that exciting. I don't. I mean, they need to have bigger names in it. I think for it to get you know more buzz. I think now. Um, I think Bryce Harper, uh, towards the end when he had those nine straight or whatever it was to beat Schwarber, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was one of the better moments I've seen um, out of the Derby in the past few years. It was just shot for shot for shot. He was just knocking out of the park. Um, and then when he did his bat flip at the end and his teammates came and gave him a trophy and he celebrated with his dad in Bryce Harper fashion, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but up to that, it was pretty boring. Um, you know, like you said, there's not that, there wasn't that many big names um, and it ended up being Schwarber and Harper, which I'm sure a lot of people picked. And um, But towards the end, I did think it was cool and I thought it was just classic home run derby. Yeah, I thought it was cool to see Harper win it in front of the home crowd. Kind of expected that going in, but I also yeah. thought it was cool... Rice Hoskins, not really a big name. He kind of put up a lot of homers, advanced to the second round. Thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, we had the first first uh, matchup. Number one seed got taken down by the eighth seed. Yeah, it's all right. I don't think we're we're more of a winning team. We don't really we lost need the home five derby. five straight versus yeah. the the Pirates going well, into the day. We can put up the Indians and Brewers record together, and we can we can put up out. first or we can put up the standings too. Um, so we do have the the All Star break right now. We got the All Star game tonight. Um, probably the biggest story around baseball and maybe even sports right now is Manny Machado. Uh, probably I'd say top five, top ten player in the game today. Do you guys agree with that? I agree. I agree. Yeah. He's he's looking like he's gonna get traded. Um, I know for a fact that the, they're gonna let him play tonight under the Orioles, you know, logo, uh, which is it's kind of a good thing to do. You know, you don't want him to get traded you know today and then he has to go out there and wear the Orioles logo but uh, they're gonna wait for him to finish up the all-star game and I I think it's pretty evident now that he is gonna go to the Dodgers uh, out in LA which is huge for them you know they're in their first place right now they're at 53 and 43 at the deadline Uh, only half came up in first Uh, that division is close though I think the only really team that's out of it in that division is the Padres uh, but this is a good name, Manny Machado, to stick in that lineup, who's really going to help them, you know, dominate and kind of take over that division and hopefully get to the playoffs again. Yeah, I mean, it's between really the Dodgers and Phillies, it looks like. Uh, there are some reports of some experts saying that he's going to be a Philly Wednesday morning. Um, and then it kind of came out this morning, I think it was John Heyman or whatever that guy's name is. He kind of said, no, it's the Dodgers he's going to be on uh, Wednesday morning. Um, and it's kind of went back and forth, but it's looking more like the Dodgers right now. Um, I think actually Manny Machado said in an interview today, he's seen the rumors and um, he thinks it is the Dodgers one that is correct, um, but he's excited to play tonight and, um, you know, it's the, it's a difference, but, you know, sometimes change can be good uh, and I think that's what he said, but, so I think it's going to be the Dodgers like you said, but I think the Diamondbacks, the Brewers and the Phillies, I think they're all still trying to make offers to go and get him, but it's going to be, a, it looks like he's going to be a Dodger come Wednesday morning. Yeah, I think the Dodgers would be a good fit for him because he's only got, like, one year on his contract. Right? Yeah, he's a rental. Right, and Seager's out for the year in L.A. What do you have, Tommy John? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, I mean, if they're just kind of using him as a one-year rental, it'd be a good fit to try and put a piece together to win a World Series. Yeah, it's kind of funny how, you know, it's kind of out in the open. Uh, it's pretty much clear that he's going to be – he's not going to be an Oriole after the All-Star break, and it's pretty clear that the Orioles – to the Orioles that, you know, that's how it's going to go. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, we're going to move now to football. Stick with our 32 teams and 32 shows. Uh, we screwed up last week. We did the Broncos. Truman did the Broncos on one show, and I did the Broncos on the next show. So we do have to kind of move a little bit quicker. So we're going to do two teams today. But we're going to stick in the NFC North, sticking with our Green Bay Packers. Uh, I'll let Truman kick it off. 7-9 and nine last year. 
But they have had a pretty, I think, remarkable offseason so far. Yeah, so they added, you know, uh, Jimmy Graham, which I loved. Everyone kind of loved that. Um, you know, they added, come the draft, they added, you know, Jari Alexander, Josh Jackson, which pretty much shored up that secondary. Um, you know, they lost Jordy Nelson, which I love Jordy Nelson dearly, but I don't think it's as big a loss as some people made it out to be. Um, so I don't think, I think that receiving court uh, got better, in my opinion. They got younger, they got faster, um, and they got more speed. Um, so I was very kind of pleased with what they did at that position. Um, and then the big elephant in the room is Aaron Rodgers. He's back. Uh, he's got a healthy collarbone. It's And it's, like I said, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's the best quarterback of all time. And if he can stay healthy, the Packers are going to be compete. They're going to be competing for a world championship. And I think obviously he will stay healthy this year. And I think he's going to be kind of on a comeback tour. And um, I think he's going to stick it to the NFC North and the rest of the teams in the league. But I really like the way this offense looks. I like Devontae Adams on the outside. I think he's one of the best receivers in the league. I think Jimmy Graham in the right system is one of the better tight ends in the league. He, you can use his size in the red zone and everything. Complements the Packers well. Um, and then I would still like Randall Cobb in the slot, even though he's had some off years. And I, I really like an underrated position for the Packers, I think, right now, is the running back position. You've got Jamal Williams, you've got Aaron Jones, two young guys who really performed very well last season. Uh, Aaron Jones, I believe he's going to be suspended for two games, um, and Jamal Williams will take the starting role there. And But both of them, they looked really promising next last season. I think I really want to see if they can take the next step in their second season. Um, but another running back there uh, is Ty Montgomery. I think he's a key to the Packers' offense, and I think Travis would probably agree with me. He's, I think, when healthy, one of the more athletic players in the game, one of the more speedy players in the game. And the Packers can use him out of the backfield as you know, receiver, slot receiver, and then they can run the ball with him. So I think that's another key. I love the offensive line. And then as far as defense goes, I, I really like the young secondary. I like the addition they brought in Tremont Williams to kind of mentor everyone. Um, I actually do like the defensive line a lot. I think it's one of the better defensive lines in the league. There's some glaring holes at linebacker, but ultimately, you know, under new defense corner, Mike Pettin, I like the way the Packers are going. Yeah, I think they've had, I think, one of the quietest, but I think the best off-seasons out of any team, and that's not just being biased. They added a lot of talent on the defensive and offensive side of the ball, and adding Mike Pettin is huge. He was probably the best defensive coordinator before he went to the Browns, and, you know, he got stuck there with a pretty bad situation in Cleveland with Johnny Manziel. I think Spencer can agree. It it wasn't Pettin's fault. He really shouldn't have been fired. They should have kept him, but... uh. He took a year off from coaching. He's going to come into this, you know, sure up that defense, sure up that secondary. And I think this team went healthy with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they get enough credit. I can see this as being probably the best team in the NFL next year. That's probably biased. I had the record prediction as 15-1, which is crazy. I realize that, but I, I really, they added Joe Philbin. They brought him back. Uh, he was huge in that year. They did go 15-1. and uh, He was a big part of that. And if these receivers can step up, I think it's, Easily, you know, 14 and 2, 15 and 1. Um, well, I don't pick them to lose. Um, I will not think that the Packers will lose in any game. I believe they can beat any team in the league. So I will go 16 and 0 just for the kicks of I don't think they can lose to any team, and I've never picked them to lose a game. So for this one, I think the Packers will go 16 and 0. Um, I mean, you guys know a lot more about the Packers than I do, but I do think Aaron Rodgers is probably the most talented quarterback in the NFL. And adding Jimmy Graham and also Devontae Adams, probably one of the top receivers in the NFL right now, it's going to be a huge piece. So I'm going to say 12-4, and 13-3. Okay, I'll give it respectable. Yeah, it's respect. Uh, we're going to go to the Lions now. They went 9-7 and seven last year, finished second place um, in the NFC North, which won't happen again with Aaron Rodgers. But uh, they've kind of had a pretty, I'd say, mediocre offseason. They added LeGarrette Blunt, who is a really who is a good running back. It's going to help out that running back position. It's been pretty shaky over the last couple of years. They added Luke Wilson uh, to replace you know Eric Ebron, who was kind of a bust. Um, but then they lost Travis Swanson, who was the kind of anchor on that offensive line. Uh, but they replaced him with Frank Ragnow out of Arkansas. They drafted him in the first round. They drafted Carryon Johnson, a really good running back out of Auburn. And this team has talent. You know, Matt Stafford is top 15 quarterback in the league. Um, uh, they got Darius Slay, who's a pretty good corner. Uh, Iggy Ansah, one of the best young pass rushers. Ziggy. 
Ziggy, whatever. In the NFL, uh, he's going to play under the franchise tag this year. We're going to get back into that a little bit later. Uh, Golden Tate's a pretty underrated wide receiver. And then, you know, Taylor Decker on the offensive line, he's young, but he's a really good left tackle. Uh, this team is just, they got Patricia now. Uh, this team is pretty mediocre, though. Um, I don't think he's going to help out that offense much. I think they go 8-8, eight and eight, uh, finish a little bit worse than what they did last year. But uh, we'll see what happens. 8-8 eight and eight for me. Yeah, I like the weapons the Lions have. Um, I like Golden... Well, I mean, I don't like them. But as far as talent goes, I like Golden Tate. I like Marvin Jones. Um, I think it's a really underrated receiving core. And who? maybe you can tell me who that rookie was that played good for them last season from a small college. Galladay? Yeah, Galladay. Um, yeah, I think he's going to take another step this season. Um, but as far as the running back position goes, it's you know they have had a gap and glaring need there since Barry Sanders. And I mean that... I really do. I mean, they haven't had a running game since Barry Sanders. And I think that's... It's always a mishmash. Yeah. Draft and, picks. Yeah, and I don't think LeGarrette Blunt's going to help that. I think LeGarrette Blunt in this stage in his career is just sort of a short yardage guy. He'll you punch him in on third and one, third and short, and he'll go get you the first down. But he's not the type of guy you want, you know, being your number one guy. Uh, I don't even know who they... They still got Abdullah. I think so. But I they added Kerryon Johnson, who I really like coming out of Auburn. Uh, I think a mix of Carrion Johnson and uh, Garrett Blunt, and then you throw Theo, Theo Riddick, who, you know, besides Chris Thompson, is probably the best, one of the best receiving running backs in the league. He's he's really deadly out of the backfield. Uh, so this running back core is not terrible. It's probably one of the better ones they've had in the last couple of years. Uh, but that is the key to their offense. Uh, if they can take pressure off of Matt Stafford through their running backs. Yeah, like like you said, they need to take pressure off of him. His arm, I can't. It's just been their entire offense. It's been their entire team for many, many years since he's been there. And it's got. They gotta start taking the pressure off him. It's gonna start wearing on him. And teams just know when you're playing the Lions, don't put that much in the box. Send it back and you know defend Matt Stafford is really what it is. I like Matt Patricia. I think he's gonna be a good head coach. But I, I do think they're going to take a step back this year, but they're going to improve for the future. I think they're going to be 7-9. and nine. Yeah, I can see Patricia str- not struggling, doing decent in his first year, but slowly when he gets his guys in there, doing better. So, like I said, 8-8, eight 7-8, and 7-9. Eight, and eight, I, I agree with Truman that they have like an underrated receiving core. Matt Stafford's a pretty good quarterback, so I say 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. Okay. And now we're going to move to f- keeping in football. We had the deadline yesterday for franchise tag guys to sign long-term deals. Biggest story, Le'Veon Bell. He didn't sign uh, a long-term deal. I guess they were offering him around $14 million a year for about four years. Uh, he didn't sign, um, so he's going to play under a $14.5 million franchise tag. Uh, but I guess, like, reports are coming out, he is going to hold out. And if I'm a Steelers fan, I am terrified right now. Because Le'Veon Bell is, if not one of the best running backs in the league. And if he holds out, that's going to hurt a lot. I don't know who their backup is. James Conner, the rookie. Well, he's not a rookie. Second-year player out of Pittsburgh. Uh, but he reports are Adam Scheffler said that talks are that he Schefter, could. Not Scheffler. Whatever. They said he could hold out the half a season. The entire half of the entire season. Uh, which is pretty scary if I'm a Steelers fan. Especially because, you know, Le'Veon Bell holds that offense a little bit together. Uh, and if the Steelers don't win, I think, a Super Bowl with the core of Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, and Le'Veon Bell, that's going to be, you know, a shame. Uh, that's just a lot of talent. Three top ten position group guys, and to just, you know, throw that away is going to hurt a lot. And it's just, you're going to look back on that as be one of the biggest, you know, screw-ups in NFL history. Uh I guess people are saying, you know, Le'Veon Bell is kind of selfish. You know, that's a $14 million a year is a lot for a running back. But does he deserve to make more than that? I think so. I think he's worth it. But, you know, obviously you're not going to pay, you know, $200 million for the guy. You know, there is a price limit on him. But he is a talent, and I think you got to pay him what he wants. Um, I think that's to a degree. I think the Steelers, looking at the way the NFL shaped, the quarterbacks obviously get the most money, and they get a shit ton of money. The Steelers, now Ben Roethlisberger, great quarterback. He's only going to play for about, we agree, like two to three more seasons, if that. You don't have to give him a million, trillion dollar contract like you do in other situations. So until you have to pay a quarterback, which might not be for a while, 
why don't you make Le'Veon Bell that quarterback, that leader that gets the most money on your team? But in other ways, I see that Le'Veon Bell is just being selfish as to where the Steelers were already offering him a boatload of cash, and he turns it down because he wants more. I don't understand why players do that, but if he thinks that once he hits the open market, he can, a team will go out there and give him... I think I think a team will. I think, oh, a team definitely will. And I don't know, at this point, I think Dom, you know, I think he, he said that he's going to be 28 next year. And once running backs get to that age of 30, it's notably, statistically, a decline on their career. And do you really want to pay a guy who's about to be 28, about to be 30 in a couple of years, a boatload of money? I don't know. I But at, at the same time, I see where uh, Le'Veon Bell is coming from and saying that the Steelers are going to have this money because they don't have to pay a quarterback. But at the same time, he's being selfish. And I think if he really wants to be a Steeler, then he needs to accept the money. Yeah, and like if he holds out for half a season, I mean, that's that's a lot. I would just play under the franchise tag if I were him. Obviously, you run the risk of injuries. But he's making a lot of money this year, $14.5 million. But... Uh, he should just play, suck it up, play the season out, and see what you can get you know, in free agency next year. He'll be probably the best free agent available next year. And he'll, he'll, he'll get a lot of money. Somebody will pay you know, what he wants for you know, his skills. Um, but a couple other guys, four, four guys are franchise tagged that still haven't signed yet. Like I said, Le'Veon Bell, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, sack leader from last year. Uh, he's they, All three guys, Demarcus Lawrence, LaMarcus Joyner, and then Ansa from the Lions. All three said they will play under the franchise tag this year, uh, but they're all. But Demarcus Lawrence says he wants a deal and he wants it like now. So I don't know if he'll hold out. I don't think he will. Uh, he's a guy who it's interesting because he was a sack leader last year, but that was his best year ever. And hopefully it's not an outlier for the Cowboys. But we'll see what happens. But... Demarcus Lawrence is another one though. I think, I think he's one of those players like you said. The Cowboys want to see if he puts up another repeat performance of uh last year then they're gonna pay him but a they lot. But, yeah a lot like a top pass rusher in the game but they don't want to make him you know one of the highest paid players and then he goes and puts up bad numbers and it turns out that one season was just kind of fluke. lucky and a fluke but i think they will pay him eventually because i think he will be, be a great player in this league but I think the Cowboys, and they're smart to do this, are just going to kind of wait and see if he can do it again. There's a franchise tag. I mean, I get it. You don't want to play, you know, year to year like Kirk Cousins. But you make a lot of money on the franchise tag. Especially you know, as a pass Kirk country. Cousins, he played, what, two seasons on the franchise tag? And he made close to $50 million, which uh, yeah. is insane. People and, don't know the, the franchise tag is the average of the position that you play. Yeah. So when it's a quarterback, like you said, Kirk Cousins, you take the average of what quarterbacks make. It's a very high number, and you would be glad to make that. Any of us would be take that in a heartbeat. Um, you know, when it comes to Le'Veon Bell taking the franchise tag, it's not that much because running backs don't get paid that much. So that's, you know, why he's barking. But as Demarcus Lawrence, as a pass rusher, pass rushers get paid a lot. So the average of that position um, is a lot. So I'm sure he's not too pissed at making the average of that position. No, but like I said, you want this job security. That's why guys don't like playing under the franchise tag. Uh, but it does give you kind of a prove-it type of deal. You know, you go out there and play under the franchise tag and put up huge numbers, you're going to get a huge deal in free agency the next year. Uh, but we're going to move now to basketball. We'll still watch that football. And that Le'Veon Bell situation is going to be going on for the rest of the season, I think. Um, that's going to be something to watch for. And it could blow up and just, you know, like I said, if the Steelers don't win with that core, it's going to be one of the biggest shames in, you know, sports history. Um but we're going to move now to basketball, but before that, I want to remind you that our show is brought to you by Dee's Home Cuts. Dee's is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, Dee's will provide you with a minor haircut and styling. Truman and I have been getting our haircut at Dee's for the last couple months, and we have never looked or felt better. Every time you go into the shop, you're going to get a professional cut, and they get better every single time because Dom is always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut possible. You can find Dee's Home Cuts on Twitter or Instagram at Dom's Home Cuts. DM him for an appointment or set it up on this link in his bio. It's really easy. Uh, D's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So basketball, we're wrapping up Summer League. The championship is, when is the championship? I don't tonight. Know. Is it tonight? Yeah. Tonight, I mean, Blazers versus the Lakers. Uh, Summer League's kind of interesting. You know, you get to see guys you don't really, you know, watch. You know, a lot of G League players, rookies, uh, second-year guys like Josh Hart. 
who played last night against the Cavs, had 37 points, and he just looks like a man amongst boys. He's one of the best. I think he's too good to be in the in summer league. Yeah, it's it's clear. Uh, but I guess you know if you can, why not let him play? Um, but it's summer league is kind of interesting because you get this get a first look at these rookies. I don't think it's the tell all for how you know the seasons are gonna go. But you look like Kevin Knox right now is absolutely destroying it, uh, or he did destroy it. They're out now, uh, so that's a good sign for Knicks fans. You know, Trey Young's been playing well. Aiton's been playing well, uh, but. You don't really get a clear look at these guys until they really step up, you know, on opening night and get to play against, you know, the big the big dogs, like the other all-stars in the NBA. Yeah. I think, you know, the Lakers, they're, if they win tonight, they'll be back-to-back Summer League champions, I believe. Yeah. They won last year, right? I think so. Um, so that's cool. You know, they've got a really young, talented team. And I think that's part of the reason LeBron went there is because they got a young, talented team. Um but uh, Spencer's over here looking pretty sad. But yeah, but obviously the Cavs, you know, they made it to the final four, I guess you could say. Now, I don't really focus on the summer league. Uh, I, I I don't really know much about it. But it is kind of cool to see these rookies put on that uh, their team's jersey for the first time and go out and play. But it just seems to me like it's almost like scrimmages. Um, so I don't really watch it. I know a lot of people don't really watch it. But it, like you said, it is cool to see the rookies and young players play. Yeah, so it's about zero losses. And then uh, I haven't had time to watch much of it, but I got to see part of the game, Cavs game last night, which I mean a lot of Cavs fans will probably say this, but I'm really excited about Colin Sexton. You know, last night, what do you have, like 27? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and he had a hit a clutch three um, to send it into overtime. Was competing on defense. He just looks like he's gonna be an excited player to watch. Yeah, so, and again, in basketball, a couple other smaller things. You know, Isaiah Thomas signed with the Magic. Uh, that's a good deal for him because I think he the Magic... Signed with the Nuggets. Nuggets. What am I... He signed with the Nuggets. Uh, that's a good signing for them. They got a pretty good young core there, and uh, I'm just off today. And, you know, hopefully he can regain some of that Magic that he had in Boston because uh, he does have the ability to score. Um, but we'll see what happens there. Uh do you guys have any thoughts on Isaiah Thomas? I was just going to say, I think it'll be cool to see him. Him and Jokic could be a cool duo if Isaiah Thomas can revamp his career and get back to the electrifying player he was with the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of crazy. And, uh, you know, he's a really good scoring guard, and I think he still he could do that when he was with the Lakers and Cavs, but his defensive ability looked awful, and he can't match up with some of the guards in the league. And I don't know how he's going to be able to do that or just revamp that with the Nuggets. Um, I, just, I get kind of a kick out of his tweets because he tweets always hashtag that slow grind in capitals. <laughs> and I don't really know how slow, you know, his grind's going to be before he gets back to where he was with the Celtics. Um, but the Nuggets are a good place for him. I think the Nuggets are a, a sleeper team for next year. That was, that was a one-year deal, Yeah, I believe. Veterans minimum. So that's a good deal for him. You. <laughs> That's a good deal for him. It wasn't one year deal, um, but because I think he really needs to prove himself. He needs to get some consistent minutes. Last year was kind of a crazy year for him. He was a complete shock to get traded to the Cavs. He was dealing with that hip injury. Then as soon as he starts to play a little bit with the Cavs, he gets shipped to Los Angeles where he comes off the bench for a little bit. And then next thing you know, he's hurt again. And, you know, that's his season. Uh, so I don't think we've seen the last of Isaiah Thomas and his ability to score and his all-star potential. I mean, he was an MVP candidate uh, two just two years ago. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully he can find the right system uh, in Denver and, you know, regain some of that magic that he lost last year. And I think having Jokic around him and some other pieces, he could really help, like, take some pressure off of him, not trying to do mm. too much and get back to the way he was playing in Boston. Uh, and we're still waiting on Carmelo Anthony. That's going to come out here soon, where he's going to end up. What was this? What did you say? Nothing. Wait, why don't you say something? Continue. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, he's still. we're still waiting on to see where he goes. I guess the Thunder is going, are going to buy him out here soon. Uh, I think the Rockets, like I said in a couple shows ago, I think he's going to end up with the Rockets, uh, form the next you know super team. Uh, just another big name going to you know the West and st- well, staying in the West. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, there could be some surprise teams that pop up, but again, wherever he goes, I'm going, so 
Because you're a front runner, right? Yeah, you're a bandwagon yeah. fan. Uh, Carmelo's my guy. He's one of the best players if of all go, time. If, okay, here's what the reason do you have to be a Carmelo fan? I love him. I just always love him. For what reason? You were a North Carolina fan. Why? Because I got to see the national championship and I was there. Oh, okay, wow. That's and okay. I was like 12. Here's the thing about Travis. If he goes to the Rockets, Travis will pull for the Rockets because the Rockets are good. But if he does like take a lot of money and just go to a crappy team like the Kings you were saying earlier, you will not give a crap. Yes, I will. No. I guarantee you I will. You will not he give a crap. He was on the Knicks. I rooted for the Knicks when they were really bad. Did you, though? Cause yeah. Because me and Spencer remember you just rooting for the Knicks when they were making well, what, the playoffs. Well, what crap? And then once they stopped, you didn't really talk the about them. The only time I can really talk about my teams is when they're good and they're Don't bad. Don't say my teams. It's not your they're teams. They're my teams, yeah. How are they your teams? Because I'm rooting for them. Yeah, because you're a front runner and you just follow. When one New York was bad, I mean, what am I gonna say? I can't brag when New York and then the Knicks are bad because you can't you just brag at all because you're not from New York, so you shouldn't be a Knicks fan. Okay, well, you're not from North Carolina. You should be a North Carolina. I'm not fan. a North Carolina fan. You were for a while. No, when I was 12. Okay, well, Truman's not from Wisconsin. My father His is. His family is. Carmelo Anthony is my favorite player. He's always been my favorite player. I can root for him because it's a free country. I think. But I guess it's not, according to Spencer and Truman. I guess I can't root for him. Who would you prefer I root for? Uh, well, not no one now. <laughs> okay, so I just fandom. can't watch no, the NBA anymore. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. But no, Melo's my guy. Uh, I know Brett High knows that. Uh, he was throwing around some pretty bad Melo slander a couple days ago. Uh, and I wrote a four-page essay defending Carmelo Anthony and his career, and he responded with a seven-page essay. Uh, but like I said, you're not gonna come come to at me with Carmelo Anthony slander and expect to not get some back. Okay, then explain me why he doesn't play defense. Why doesn't uh, LeBron play defense? He does. LeBron does not play defense. Okay, okay, why did LeBron about, take um, his crappy team to the hi, finals? What about LeBron's because Russ's block? Russell Westbrook's a kid. Game seven, one, one block. Okay, Carmelo can do that. I can show you four hundred Carmelo Anthony blocks. Okay, I can show you f- more double LeBron. And then, I'll show, and then I'll show you highlights of where LeBron, where a team scores, and LeBron's just you know walking okay, down the court. Okay, and we can probably double, double that. Melo. Yeah, he's not a defensive player. He's an offensive guy. He's, he's an a, offensive he's a assassin. Point shooter. He's chubby now. He's One of the, he's not chubby. Yes, he is. I yes, guarantee is. you, he would kill both of you. He's if so you much. Came at him in a fight. Okay. I mean, he's so much of a role player now that he's not a role player. Yes, he's he a is. superstar he's not a still. Superstar yes, he, no, he played. Not. He was in a bad system in Oklahoma. How uh, is it a bad system? How is that a bad system? He's Russell Westbrook. Oladipo, Oladipo, most improved player after after he left. James Harden, MVP. Kevin Durant has won two finals without okay, Kevin him. Kevin Durant was the MVP. What did, and, he has, didn't win two finals with him. Oh, yeah, because he didn't have Steph Curry, Clay James Thompson. Harden, a bench player. Now one of the top five best players in the game today. Yeah, okay, no, do you think James was, Harden was a top five player when he was on? It's hard to play with Russell Westbrook because he is, I'll admit, he's he's not a good teammate. He's a ball hog. Carmelo Anthony isn't a good yeah, teammate either. How is Carmelo Anthony not a good teammate? What has he done in his career? Because who is he at? He goes to teams, ruins teams, and then leaves. Okay, okay, we're going to get into this a little bit. Name an Oklahoma... We're going to throw out Oklahoma City because Russ is a cancer. He's hard to play with. We want to talk. Name name, name Carmelo Anthony's best teammate outside of Oklahoma City in his career. Amari Stoudemire. Yeah. Amari Stoudemire was 45 years old when he finally got to play with him. No, he wasn't. He was actually really good. He was good on the Knicks, then Carmelo came. He was good on the Knicks, and he made his last All-Star game the year before Carmelo Anthony got there, and he went downhill. His career wasn't as good. No, he got... Carmelo Anthony... He went to the Knicks. Carmelo Anthony's extended the careers of J.R. Smith, Allen Iverson... Jason Kidd, Rasheed Wallace, all of these greats. He's extended it way beyond what they should. J.R. Smith wasn't even in the Jason league. Jason Kidd won a finals I'm after si- he left uh, Mello. No, he didn't. When did Jason Kidd go to the Knicks? After he was with the Mavericks? After he was with the Mavericks. His last year oh, was with the man. Knicks. Then how did he extend his career? Yeah. He extended it. I mean, he could have been done. J.R. J- Smith, do so so Smith wasn't even in the league when Carmelo Anthony went to the Knicks. And Carmelo Anthony said, come play with me. J.R. Smith said, yeah, of course, because you're fun to play with and you're one of my best friends. And he won sixth man of the year. And then he went to Cleveland. And so, okay, still, uh, besides, uh, Amar- wait, besides Amari Stoudemire, who's the best teammate Carmelo Anthony's played with? Why is that a question? Oh, yeah. Why is, Russell said, Westbrook, yeah. Paul George. We're, we're throwing out Oklahoma why City. Why did we throw Russell out Westbrook? Because Russell we... Westbrook's a cancer. No, he's not. Why? Okay. Yeah. why? Yes, this he isn't is. an argument, then. Because you're, you you're said, throwing out you Russell said, Westbrook and you Paul said, George. Carmel, I said, Carmel, if he's a superstar, why? And then you said, what has he done? And I said, besides 
Oklahoma City, where it's hard to play with Russ. That has been proven. Name How's me a player. Okay, so you're going to look back on Kamala's career and, and say, name me a player. Oh, he, name didn't, me a player. he didn't win any finals, but he extended the career of some old people. Name me a player yeah. that Carmelo Anthony has played with who is another superstar. Name me another superstar Russell that he's played with. Russell Westbrook, Paul George. Throughout Oklahoma City. Amari Steinmeier was not that yeah, good. We with just the named three because we're not throwing out Oklahoma City because there's no reason to throw out. It's been out. proven that Russell Westbrook is a hard teammate to play with. He doesn't make guys better. Um, averaging a triple. double. Paul George. Averaging, Paul he George. averaged a triple double. That doesn't matter. That doesn't mean he makes teammates better. Oladipo was trash there, and he went to Indiana. He was also trash with the Magic. He was also trash with the, any other team he's been with, and he went to Indiana, and he got a good system, and he was a star. It's not James like he was Harden. just trash in James Oklahoma Harden, City. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Oladipo. Three guys what have you all done. Kevin Durant did bad in Oklahoma City. He's won City. two finals without him. Okay, because he has uh, one of the best in the Golden State. And Carmelo Anthony has never had anybody. Besides Russell okay. Westbrook, Paul George. Okay, those Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Amari Stoudemire, who I don't think is you're giving him you're giving him way too much credit. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin was not that good. Okay, and I think you're just Amari Stoudemire was a star when he went to the Knicks. Yeah. And then he faltered off. He was a star without Carmelo Anthony got there and he fell yeah, up and Carmelo he fell off because and Carmelo Anthony ruined the team. No, he did, he, he, did yeah. he did not. He did not. He made the team better. <laughs> Name me a guy other than Amari Stoudemire who was on that team. Why who's is this good? like your biggest argument? Like, because it's annoying how people. Or me and Spencer are arguing that he hasn't won finals, which is a fact. Right. Because he hasn't had good teammates. He just was on. He was with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is incredibly difficult to play with. And then you say, and then you say, oh, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant won an MVP with Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and Kevin, because Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant averaged Kevin over Durant, 26 points a game. Kevin Durant is one of the best, probably right there with LeBron, is one of the best players in the league. Okay, He's a different and you're talent. arguing. So James just, Harden was a bench player. Because he was just starting out his career. No, he was he not. He was a star. How long did he play there? He played there three, four years. And he developed into a star in O. Houston. Yeah, because once you get away from Russell Westbrook, he becomes a star. Not necessarily, because he came off the bench in Oklahoma City. Yeah, why did he come off the bench in Oklahoma City? Tell the coaches. Oh my, the coaches. Russell Westbrook, it's been proven, he's hard to play with. He so doesn't Russell get, Westbrook chose for, for James Harden He Harden's doesn't get guys to go to there. Guys don't want to play with him. Paul George just did Paul George is an outlier. LeBron. He's a complete outlier. Okay, you just this is another one. You just he want was, to throw James away James Harden was with OKC for three years. Exactly, he was there first. Then, oh, so three, year three to year four, he just makes some magical jump, and it's just because yeah, he, he got better. He was becoming one a great player, and then he left. Yeah, I don't get what you mean. He, he, he was came off the bench in Oklahoma, City. and he became he didn't get the chance. He became in an MVP City. when he went to the Rockets. It's been proven time and time again that Russ is not a good player, good teammate. How? He his whole offense is him. He averaged triple offense. double. Yeah, because he, he's a ball hawk. He gets every rebound. How does, he does how over, does over 10, 10 assists assist a game, game make you a ball hawk? Russell Westbrook is, well, first of all, triple double is one of the most overrated stats in all sports. How? It just is. I mean, we can get into that another day, but it just is. Okay, we'll take out Russ. We'll take out Paul George. I don't want to keep going with this. And we'll take out Amari because I don't think that's true. Name me a guy he's played so with. So three great players you just want to take Name out. Name me a guy. You just we named, named him. We named him. Name me a guy other than those three. I want to know, seriously. Okay, name more than three that LeBron's played with, besides Kevin Love, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving. Oh, I forgot about Kyrie. <laughs> that's four, that's okay, four guys. Four. You have three for Carmelo. Okay, so you're putting Amari Stoudemire I think your on biggest the same level. for Carmelo Anthony is that he's made other teammates better. Like You should argue that he's... He's made winner, trash. He's, he's made trash decent. He he's not played with trash. Yes, he has. In Denver, who did he play with in Denver? Okay, Denver. Allen Iverson. But, yeah. yeah, Allen Iverson when he was like sixty Smith years was old. Really good in Denver. No, he was he yes, was good. He was. Yeah, well, he wasn't even in the league though until Carmelo they brought him back from China. Great. Congrats. He brought a pie. And now back look, from now China. look what's happening. He's trash. He yeah, Carmelo's trash. No. Yeah, exactly. Right, well, we got to move on, but this is. You played I, the I two wrote a super four-page essay okay. about this. Okay, yeah, you, you, great. You BFs a four-page essay. I can do the no, same shit. No, you can't. You, okay, literally, if you look at it, he got his first opportunity. Uh, to the, the season you say you just want to throw out because I don't know why because it was a bad season Because Russ is a cancer. Stop saying that. So he goes and he gets his all-stars that he needs to win, and he just is a huge cancer to locker room and ruins the season for the Thunder. He didn't ruin the season for the Thunder. The Thunder would have done better without Carl Anthony. How? 
What do you mean? How? They would have had Russell Westbrook. They would have had Paul George. They wouldn't have had to deal with Melo's fat ass. Okay, why are you disrespecting a guy who's one of the best teammates, one he of the not best one players, of the best in, one of the best players in NBA history? He ruins teams. He's not one of the best players. How in NBA does he history. ruin teams? The Knicks were good. He went to the Knicks, then they went downhill. He played. He the played. The Thunder were supposed to be the next super team. Oh my gosh. Okay. And they Amari Stoudemire, I guess, is the only guy you're saying he was good. How long was he? We good? are saying Russell Westbrook is good. We are. We're saying talking Paul about New York now. Spencer said he ruined the Knicks somehow. I mean, I don't think he ruined the Knicks. I think he didn't do anything accomplish-worthy for the Knicks. Yeah, because who is he playing okay, with? You cannot say that Carmelo's one of the best NBA basketball players of all time. He is. How? Oh, explain. He's, he's, explain he's the a, reason. This is when he argues, oh, he's won three gold medals. He's yeah, won three okay. gold medals. Okay, they play, literally, they play... MVP candidate. Uh, how many has he won? What does that matter? What do you mean, what, what does that, does that matter? matter? What do you mean, what it does that matter? It doesn't matter. The one guy gets an MVP every year, so I guess guys who've never won MVPs aren't good players. No, but I'm, we're saying I'm not he's saying a good player. He's a good player. He's not one of the greatest NBA players of all time. He's one of the best. I'd say top five pure scorers in NBA history. Uh, debatable. All right, well we gotta move on, but I mean you guys just don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but we're actually gonna stay a little bit in Oklahoma City. Uh, we're gonna stick with our segment of what would have happened. Um, we're gonna talk about what would have happened if uh, the Thunder kept. Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook, if they would have kept that core together, those three guys together, what would have happened? Uh, I'll let Truman kick it off. Um, I I think this would have been really interesting. I think the Thunder wouldn't have been as good as people thought they would have been with James Harden and Kevin Durant. Because it just seems like James Harden's kind of a ball hog, Russell Westbrook can be kind of a ball hog, and Kevin Durant's one of the best players of all time. There's not enough balls to go around. And I, I think there's not enough balls to shoot. Uh, but I still think, you know, with the pure talent that they would have had, they would have been, you know, they would have definitely won a finals by now. Um, and I think they would still be one of the better teams, the best teams in the league. Now, I don't know how once James Harden becomes a superstar, once Russell Westbrook becomes a superstar, how they would have kept all three of those in the years coming. So I don't think they would all be together right now. But a few years down the line from when James Harden left, I think they would have won the NBA Finals and would have been one of the best teams of all time. I mean, I think I agree with Truman. I think they could have been a great team, won Finals. Mm-hmm. But also, there isn't enough balls to go around when you have James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant on the same court. But I think it could have maybe worked out because Kevin Durant's obviously shown that he doesn't care about being a leader. He just wants to win, so... Um, Jeez, that kind of it's a shot. So, you're just taking shots there. Why, so, so, why are you so mad? So, yeah, I think they could have been a great team. Kevin Durant would have stepped down just to win because he doesn't really care about that, but... He didn't think, care about that. What do you mean he didn't like care he, about He doesn't care about being, like, the, the alpha. He just wants the, to win. He just wants to win. Okay. Okay. So, I agree. I think, you know, the Thunder would have been probably the best. I think they would have been right there with the Warriors if they accepted together. Uh, and that would have been a good competition. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I think they would have won, but it would have been really hard to keep them all together. And, you know, once guys leave, you know, Russell Westbrook, they start to flourish. So you wouldn't have seen, I don't think, James Harden as good as he is now. I don't think you would have seen that. And I don't think, you know, Kevin Durant would be as good without Russ. Would be as good, uh, you know, because he's playing with a cancer like Russell Westbrook. He won an MVP with Russell Westbrook. Okay, quick, quickly, I just wanted to say, you know, uh, Russell Westbrook, the deal for Paul George, they traded away Sabonis, Oladipo, and Cantor. All three of those guys, uh, their performances went up last year without playing with Russell Westbrook. So because we're going to move now. Because talented teams. What? Oladipo became his target because he was the only player the Pacers had. The... And it's Cantor who's on the Knicks now. Wait, what's wait, what went home? What's the argument? Oladipo became like the go-to guy in Indiana. What about Sabonis and Cantor? Okay, they're the can who's on who's on the Knicks? Who's now? on the Knicks? Yeah. What do you mean? Cantor became she, the only went, player on Porzingis. They went to worst teams. Yeah, he, how, how much did he play? Over half the year. Oh my gosh, this is just they like, went to worst teams. So yeah, they got better opportunities. Uh, Pacers were a playoff team last year. I know because Oladipo, Oladipo developed Oladipo, Miles Turner. They have a lot of big names there, and Old Depot. Okay, name name the big names. Old Depot. Wait, I want to hear the big wait, no, names. Wait, no, no, say, say the big names. I want to hear Miles you. Turner. He's not he's, a big he's name. a superstar. Miles Turner is a yeah, top 50 a, NBA player. Top, top 50. 50. Yeah. Listen, yeah. wait, hold on. Okay, we got to we got to move on because we're we got about 20 minutes left. But in Orlando, he was the only guy there, and he was yeah, trash. and he was the beginning of his career. He was just starting out you his can't. career, developing. 
Obviously, you can't, James Harden. You can't yeah. predict what would have happened if he would have stayed there. Would he have had to, as good a season? No, because Russ is a cancer and he's hard to play with. But Carmelo Anthony playing in the system he was playing in in Oklahoma City, that was not the correct system that Carmelo Anthony he should play. Because he because he's not a good player. Twenty thirteen, he was an MVP candidate. How was okay. he? Okay, did he an win NBA anything? System? No. Okay, I'm just saying because he had no teammates. But we're gonna move now to question and answers. But before that, I want to remind you that our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, Ace has been providing professional landscaping services to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional landscaping equipment, Ace constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Are you tired of being dragged around by bigger landscaping companies? Of course. Turn to Ace and trust me, all your lawn and home needs will be taken care of and your lawn and your home will never look better. Uh, the phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.ace at gmail.com. Ace Lawn Service, LLC. You grow it, we cut it. So, moving now to question and answer. Obviously, uh, LeBron's still getting acclimated to Los Angeles. But Magic Johnson, a couple days ago, called LeBron the greatest leader in sports history. I wanted to get... Spencer... I don't know what your take is on LeBron now, if you like him still. I mean, I'm a little butthurt, but obviously I respect him. I yeah, I mean, you, you're, you're, you're former Le- you say you're still a fan? I would say. Former I'm LeBron fan. fan. Me and Truman both don't like him. So it would be a little, even out the bias a little bit. Do you think he was one of the greatest leaders in all sports, or the greatest leader in all yes, sports? Yes, I, I do. Of all time? Of all time. Of all time, yes. You in think he's sports. the greatest leader of all? No, I don't think he's, he's the greatest leader, but he's up there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, agree, I agree with that. I, agree that. I don't think he's the best. Boy, you were about to. I don't think he's the best leader. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's the. I'm not saying he's the best leader in NBA. But he's history. definitely. He's definitely up there. I'm not saying he's not better than Michael Jordan in terms of leadership. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't. I, think I, I listen. I think Michael Jordan's best player of all time, and I'll argue that to my grave. But as far as leader goes, Michael Jordan never led. Uh, those 2007 Cavs were atrocious. They were went to the finals. This yeah. last year's Cavs, they went to the finals. Yeah, I and think, I don't think Michael Jordan would have led either of those teams to the finals. Now, I'm getting. I I think Michael Jordan's the better player. I will. I agree. I'm on the Michael Jordan side. But when it comes to the leadership, I think just because LeBron led this past team in 2017 to the finals, I would take LeBron in the leadership category. But I think that's not leadership. I don't uh, know. The 2017 took to the finals. How is that not leadership? No, I think like I said, I that was insane. I don't I don't think Michael Jordan would have done that either. But in terms of like you know like leading it off the court, I'd say Michael Jordan's a better off the court. Can you can you explain that? Well, look like LeBron talks crap about his teammates all the time. He created that so much tension, unneeded tension in that locker room. Players did not like playing with him. Okay, because he pushed them. Players like playing with Michael Jordan. It, there's the players that like playing with LeBron. Richard Jefferson has said LeBron. Okay, well, Richard Jefferson is easy to get along with. Jettys, like Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood. James. Kyrie Irving couldn't wait to get out of there. Yeah, because Kyrie Irving wants to be the alpha and wants to be the... Because it's, it's hard to play with LeBron. I don't think it was hard to play with Michael Jordan. I don't really know how that... I don't really know how that works. That doesn't really work with leadership because... I think LeBron led a group of scrubs to and it's, the I think it's two different types. Right, of and when you're a leader, there's going to be people that hate you and people that love you. Yeah, but it's hard to play with LeBron. And it's not hard to play with Michael it's Jordan. It's not hard to play with LeBron. I get guys you. hate playing with him. Okay, and some guys love playing with him. Yeah, and I don't because think when you're a leader, hate, there's going to be some think people that hate him. I don't think it's about, would you say, 50-50 people hate him, people like people. I don't people. Know, you can't. <laughs> okay. No well, I don't there. think there was as many players who hated Jordan. But I don't know. I mean, I guess you can't really use stats for this, but I, I don't know. But I don't think he's the greatest leader of all time. I'm not I mean, saying I don't think he's the greatest I think he's up there. Yeah, I think could he's be, up there. Could be. It's kind of hard to just decide who the exact one greatest leader is, but yeah, it's not a statistic I'd say he's definitely up there. Yeah. Uh, so then our last question is, should pro sports get rid of all-star games? No. Uh, this is a heated debate because, you know, it, it sucks. Nobody. I mean, it's cool, I guess, because it's the only thing on, but like, pro football, pro, pro bowl, Sucks. Nobody really likes watching that. Nobody likes watching, you know, the All Star Game, NBA, or uh, MLB. But uh, I mean, I think, I think okay, in the NFL, yeah, it sucks. But in basketball and baseball, I love the dunk contest. I love the home run derby. Yeah, that's not All Star Game. That's it's just, part of the All Star Weekend. It's part of the All Star. We're talking All Star Game. 
Okay, so they just have a home run derby, and then they did just cut the game. No, out. I'm not saying they should get rid of it. I'm just saying, uh, like, the games, the actual games. Should they get no, rid of No, because, I mean, I'm I'm interested in tonight's game. I I'm personally am. And I'm interested in... I've all, I always love the basketball all-star games because they're so fun to watch because there's no defense. But as far as football goes, yeah, the Pro Bowl sucks. But I I think as far as baseball and basketball goes, I still like them, and I still think they bring a lot of revenue into the game. I still think... I mean, I don't think they should get rid of them at all, but, like, obviously players don't want to get hurt in an all-star game, so they don't try as And then it comes to a point where it's like, okay, you set the all-star lineup, and then half the guys just don't play because they don't want to get hurt or because they have little injuries and they just don't want to, you know, deal with it. And next thing you know, you got, like, more guys coming in that really sh- shouldn't be in there. And just, like, the NFL is ridiculous. Yeah, the NFL is stupid when it comes to Pro Bowl. I mean, it's like, there's, like, 60% of the roster's replacements. Yeah. And, but I, don't know, I guess but you really still, like, can't get rid of it because it does help, you know, determine, you know, like Hall of Fame status. But uh, you can't get rid of it, but it's just they're not as exciting as it once as they once were. Especially when baseball, they got rid of the World Series, you know, home field advantage. I like that because there's kind of there was something on I the line to play that. for. I yeah, I think that. they should have that in all. And all I think and I think, yeah, they should keep it, and they should do it in the NBA, and they should probably do it, they could do it in the NFL, but they would have to move the Pro Bowl up, I think. Yeah. But um, that's it for question and answer. Uh, we got Spencer in the studio, big Cavs and Indians fan and Browns fan. Uh, you know, after the loss of LeBron, we haven't really had a big Cavs guy in the studio to talk. Uh, you know, how are you feeling now LeBron's gone? I mean, I'm butthurt about it pissed that he left but still I under—I kind of understand where he's coming from but um, so the question is what do the Cavs do now without LeBron Yeah. I mean it's kind of hard to tell what they expect I think I'm hoping Jetty can Jetty Osma can develop into a potential superstar, superstar. <laughs> I'm excited about Colin Sexton but I mean it's kind of hard to tell now I'd say See where the season takes you. If you can, obviously the East isn't that strong. If they could compete for a lower end playoff spot, if not, then just start the rebuilding process with draft picks. So what does this what does this 2018 starting lineup look like? Um, Colin Sexton, Jetty, Rodney Hood, Tristan Thompson, and Kevin Love. So that's not a bad lineup, especially for the East. Especially for the East, I feel like. I've, I have no clue how good Colin Sexton's going to be. And then you brought Channing Fry back. Channing Fry's a good I can see them guy. maybe competing for a lower-end playoff spot. Yeah, I think this team could easily make the playoffs. But who who's going to take – you talked about leadership. Who's going to be, you know, the leader of this team? Is this I mean, Kevin hopefully, Love? Hopefully Kevin Love steps up, becomes leader. I think it's Channing Hopefully – I mean, Channing Fry will probably be, like, the locker room guy, but on the court he's not going to be, like, one of the best players, obviously. Oh, wow. Oh, so you're talking best player? I thought we were talking about leadership. Yeah, leadership. And Channing Frye's been around the block. I think he's right. a leader. Yeah, he's going to be like a the lot of these guys have been around the block. But if you want the question to be best player, then I'll give you the best player. Okay, but I'm well, I'm saying like leader, like overall leader, playing-wise. Does Kevin everything. Love become? Hopefully Kevin Love becomes that guy. What he was. the best player in Minnesota. Leads by example. Um, I don't think he'll ever be what he was in Minnesota, but hopefully he'll be the best player on the court. Good locker room guy. Channing Fry obviously be a good locker room guy. Good veteran influence. It pisses me off. Hopefully, Channing Fry's a hell of a guy. Hopefully, yeah, I love Channing Fry. I'm glad he's back. I want him to sign Richard Jefferson, too. I don't think they're going to do that. but um, Hopefully, Jetty will step up and become a. It was kind of cool to see you know, him in the Summer League games, yeah. you know, kind of being the leader. Uh, but we'll see what happens once season starts. Uh, hopefully, it won't be as bad as it was the first time LeBron left. No, because that was just, yeah. that was bad. We have some more pieces. In there. If you if you just want to have fun, go to like one of the years LeBron wasn't there and just look at that starting lineup and just like look where those guys are now. It's kind of like you know Carmelo Anthony's teams in New York. It's just a mess. Um, but if Carmelo Anthony's a superstar, then like LeBron in 2007, LeBron's a superstar. Let a team that nobody's to the final. Carmel, they, but Carmel, but the league's different though than 2007. I mean, you need superstars right, but he's, to win. He's never done but did that he win in 2007 either? Uh, no, has Carmelo Anthony ever made He had to go with two other superstars to win. Right, but has Carmelo Anthony ever besides made Besides Russell NBA West, besides Well, can Oklahoma you answer this here. question? Has Carmelo Anthony ever made an NBA Finals? 
has LeBron ever won it's a finals? It's a yes or no question. Has Carmelo Anthony ever made an NBA? No, finals? but has LeBron ever won an NBA finals without two All Stars? Okay, no. Okay. Did Carmelo Anthony Did, now we're even talking... make the NBA finals with two All Stars? No. Carmelo Anthony's never had two All Stars. Uh, Paul besides, George, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook's a cancer. What do you mean beside? Okay, he still won the MVP the year before. Okay, Spencer's uh, an idiot. We all know that. Uh, but what now? <laughs> you you play baseball, big baseball guy. You actually work for the Cleveland Indians, right? Right. Um, what do you think? You know, this team's they've been pretty good. They've been kind of underperforming this year. Uh, they can be a lot better than what they are. Uh, and this is a team that's going to be buyers at the deadline. Who do you think they? What kind of moves do you think they make? You know, where do they go from here? Um, obviously, it's no secret that the bullpen's been their biggest issue all year. So I'd like to see them get at least one, if not more, bullpen pieces to come in. And does Mejia get moved? I'm not opposed to it. I don't yeah, know I don't, I'm not opposed not. to that either. But I just we just need hopefully Miller will get back and be healthy. We get at least one more piece in the bullpen. I still believe in Cody Allen. Think he can be a good closer. And there's some guys I think in this bullpen. You know, Oliver Perez. Yeah, Neil Ramirez. I really like Neil Ramirez. I think he's. Those good, are two. Those are two. But those are two guys that are like, yeah. just like matchup guys, not like a yeah. guy that's gonna come in and throw a complete inning and. So what do you what do you think game. happens in the second half, for the Indians? Um, I think they obviously they're not in a tough division, so it's, like, is expecting them to make the playoffs. But I think they're gonna start pick it up. I think they have. It's one of the top four, top four in the lineups, one of the best in baseball with Jose, Lindor, Edwin's having an underappreciated season. He's got, what, 22 or 23 homers yeah. and, like, fourth in the A on RBIs. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there with the Indians. Uh, do you think do you think this is a World Series contending team? I would like to believe that, yes. I think they can add some pieces to help solidify that, but yes. Uh, so that's it for Spencer's interview. Uh, that's it for the show today. Got a little heated there in the middle, but you know when you're dealing with two idiots like Spencer and Truman, uh, it gets that way. We want to thank you to our sponsors, these Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Uh, we ask that you go onto iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at TNT Sports Talk One Two. Uh, you can listen to us on 12 Ounce tomorrow from 12 to 1, or you can find us now on YouTube. I want to thank you to Spencer for coming in today. Thanks for having me again. I'd say he did better than his first time, Jeremy, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Picked it up a little bit. A little dumb, but he's all right. <laughs> we want to thank you. Have a great day. Tune in on Thursday. We're going to have Dom. Yeah, possibly. Possibly, I guess. Uh, we're not sure yet. But uh, tune in on Thursday. Have a great day, and, you know, we'll see you then. Thank you. Go Packers.